Hello? Ah! Oh, this is so exciting. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. To the Harlan Highway. It sucks you in. You make us feel important. You are important. My name is Donkey Pina, and I'm going to kill you. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's the Harland Highway Podcast. Um, what a treat. Good to have you here on the old highway, just chugging along, watching the trees go by, running over armadillos, you know, it's just fun. Speaking of fun, guys, how often do you take a, a date out for dinner? Or even your own girlfriend or your fiancé or your best friend's wife. You know, what I'm talking about is going out to dinner with the ladies. And it's always nice, you know. Usually it's good. It's fun. You have a snack. You have some food. You talk. You get to know each other. It's a good time. And then when the bill comes, what's the breakdown? When the bill comes, is it uh, is it traditionally that you just assume that you're going to get it? Is it is it kind of just an unwritten law that the guy gets it? Or every now and then you get the girl that kind of fakes her way into her purse. Oh, let me. Can I get and, and then and then you go, you know, you kind of say oh, in your head, you're like, that would be great. But, you know, being the, the gentleman, you kind of go. Oh, no, don't, no, put that away. I got it. And they're immediately like, okay. There's never any argument. No, no, I insist. I said I was going to get it, and I'm going to get it. Oh, okay. Well, um, are you sure? Well, okay, if you want to do it. No, no, you can get it. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, cheap ass. Well, you just said you wanted to get, oh, cheap ass. You just said to me you were going to get the bill. Oh, did I? I don't recall. You just, I don't remember anything but eating. Eating a $70 lobster and three glasses of Chardonnay and a salad. I don't remember saying I was paying for it. No, you just, I don't think so. Keep talking, mister, and I'm going to go and binge. And purge and come and have a second course. Okay, let me get it. I thought you'd see it my way. <clears throat> my way. So here's my point. When the ladies genuinely, genuinely offer to pay for the meal. Ladies, if you're listening, okay. It sure says a hell of a lot. And you can't fake it. It can't be like, oh, let me get that. And then you kind of <laughs> get out your credit card and you kind of get that vibe. Where it's like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm really getting this for this loser. <laughs> you know. But if you sincerely get a meal for a guy, I tell you what, man, that that can do more for your credibility. It says more about who you are in terms of your generosity and... Um, you know, your feelings. And um, it's just great. It's great. You, 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 you get huge marks for genuinely p- paying for a meal with the dude and wanting to do it 
and and showing that to a guy. Now that being said, you're not going to do it every time. I hear you, okay. But um, you know, just go for it once in a while and treat your dude and make him feel like you're reciprocating all the meals that he's bought for you, right? And even if you never buy a meal, always remember to say thank you. Show some, show some appreciation. Can't even talk. <laughs> Can you please? Thank you for the wonderful meal. I really appreciate it. Thank you for bringing me Elmore Fudd to the, to the lobster place. Because um, believe it or not, I've been out on dates, meals, where I've dropped some bucks and not even a thank you. I actually called a girl once, man. I, I went out like a $200, lob, $200 lobster dinner, right? No thank you. <laughs> I actually, I either called her or emailed her and just said, you know, a thank you would have been nice. Like that night or the next day. <laughs> People forget, man. People work hard for their money. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or somewhere in the middle. You earned that money. You worked hard for it. Unless you're like, a, you know, a trust fund baby. Then I don't even want to go out with you to begin with. But, um, you know, always say thank you. The way I'm saying thank you for being here at the Harland Highway. It's a treat. It's a lobster dinner treat having you here. With me, Harlan Williams. Make sure you call us at 323-215-1486. Let me know your thoughts, your beefs, your praise, your grievances. No suicide calls. I don't do that stuff. Um, or you can email me at harlanwilliams.com, and maybe I'll read your email on the show. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it going right here on the Harlan Highway. Uh, waiter, check, please. No, I'm not done yet. Oh, God. Hey, how about a movie tonight, huh? <laughs> wow, what's that aftershave you're wearing? You high karate aftershave is so powerful, it drives women right out of their minds. That's why we have to put instructions on self-defense in every package. High karate, the brisk splash-on aftershave that smooths and soothes and cools. High Karate, aftershave, cologne, and gift sets. High Karate, be careful how you use it. I'm just a little black rain cloud hovering over the honeybees. I'm just a little black rain cloud looking for something sweet to eat. Yeah, that's Winnie the Pooh. Floating around looking for some honey from our friends, the bees. Um, okay, I, I got to ask you people, there's a lot of things in life that scare you, right? There's Freddy Krueger, there's Friday the 13th, there's The Exorcist, there's Frankenstein, there's the creature from the Black Lagoon, there's Richard Simmons, there's so many things that terrify but I don't think anything evokes more fear out of people, men and women, but mostly women, as when you're at a picnic or you're outside and a lowly little bee buzzes past. 
you know, bees aren't probably the smartest thing in the world. So they, you know, fly up to something, do a few passes, fly around your head. They go, nah, this isn't a flower. No pollen on this thing. Smells like high karate over here, though. I think I'll be moving on. And that guy, ooh, ooh, take a shower, pal. You smell like uh, turkey gravy gone bad. But have you seen the the way people freak out over bees? Like, ah, ah, oh my god, no, ah, oh my god, ah, get it away, get it away, ah, oh, get it off, get it, oh my, oh my god, it's a bee. What is it? Ah! I mean, hold on. Does this thing even weigh more than an ounce? Does it weigh as much as a grain of rice? It's floating around. It's buzzing around. It's looking for a flower to get off on. And uh, people go berserk. Now, I'm not a bee expert. I'm not a biologist. I just made that up. But I do know this. Bees sting you. They die. All right. They have one shot at life. They have one shot at inflicting pain. And traditionally, bees usually sting if they're cornered, like if you accidentally roll on top of one, or it's in an enclosed area, like maybe in your car and it can't get away, or you step on one, maybe you'll get stung, or you get near the nest. You get near the nest, it's their instinct to protect the nest, and they're they're kind of i don't know just instinctually trained to attack and that's when they let the stingers loose and and when when they do sting you they die they're basically like kamikaze pilots of the insect world were those guys in in uh pearl harbor the kamikazes they they take their own lives by um uh, bombing their jets right into the battleships. Boom. Tora, 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 Bumblebee, Bumblebee, fresh honey. Perhaps they think you're after their honey. Well, it may be that. You never can tell with bees. Oh, I'm just a little black rain cloud hovering under the honey tree. So that's what bees do. So here's my theory on bees. Bees are flying around. They don't want to die on you while you're sitting there at your picnic shoving a cob of corn in your face with your big fat mouth. Okay? They're just looking for a dandelion or a lily or a, a rose or a, I don't know, a tulip, whatever your flower of choice is. That's what they're looking for. They're, they don't fly around. They're not like lions where they're prowling around the skies looking for targets. Ooh, look at that guy. Wait till, wait till he gets that corn right by his mouth. Then I'm going to fly in there. No. They want to go about their business, go pollinate, and get back to the nest and make some sweet-ass honey, baby. Oh, yeah, you'd be coming back to my hive and making some sweet ass honey, baby. <laughs> Although I'd hate to see two bees doing it 69. Because if that stinger went off, oh, someone's getting it right in the face. Oh, baby. Oh, but. Ah! Right between the eyes. Ah! 
Um, so what I'm saying is stop panicking, okay? When next time you see a bee flying around your head when you're outdoors, just treat it as if it's a housefly or a ladybug or something that doesn't have a painful sting. And chances are it's just going to go its merry way. I've seen people run and sprint and trip over picnic tables and hurt themselves and spill their picnic plate and and knock into other people and spill their drinks and just look like a complete buffoon. A 180-pound human being afraid of something that's the the, uh, equivalent weight of a grain of rice? Get over it, man. They will just leave you alone. 90% 90% of the time, okay? And the rest of the time, if you get stung, you probably deserved it. Probably just a goofy-looking person, a dumbass. You're eating too much. You used shampoo that smelled like flowers, and you had it coming. It's your karma, okay? You get stung by a bee, you had it coming. Loser. Ouch. Go get some liniment and uh, go suffer in the corner. <laughs> I know, real sympathetic. Wait a minute, what's that in here? Oh my god, wait. Get away! Get away from me. Oh my god! Ah! I had it coming. I had it coming for that bit. I called you people fatties and losers and. Ow! Ah! You got me again. I'm just floating around over the ground, wondering where I will drip. Okay, so here you are with me, Harlan Williams, and you're thinking, how much more exciting can it get here on the Harlan Highway? Well, how about this, people? Australian scientists have discovered a new type of ant. It's some kind of bizarre water ant that lives underwater. It doesn't live underwater, but it can live underwater. And it it, it takes its food, and it takes it underwater into some kind of underwater nest. That wild? A water ant, man. Holy jumping. Can you just picture the little guys out there water skiing and playing water polo and doing backstrokes in the morning to stay in shape? But here's what gets me. Whenever whenever they have a species, you ever notice they attach a, a Latin name to it? Here's the Latin name for this new water ant. It's called Poly... Rachis Skalova. Okay? Now, doesn't that sound more like a Norwegian supermodel that you'd like to spend an evening with? Yeah, I'm looking for Polyrachis Skalova. Room 7? Thanks, man. Here's a 20. What a water ants eat, man. Huh? I mean, here, they already have taken over my house. That's the last thing I need is to turn on the shower and ants come out. They're already all over my kitchen and my bedroom. God, water ants. What's next? Floating ants? Just walking down the street and ants attack your face? Floatingest, antacious, faceous. All right. Watch out for ants, people. Watch out for uncles, too. They're even more creepy. Here on the Harlan Highway. Hey, 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 Uh, just doing some vocal exercises there for you folks. So when, uh, you know, I start talking, I sound crystal clear, and uh, I'm uh, easy on your ear palate, 
if you have a palate in your ear. Um, I want to ask you about your signature, please. And I can't really, um, like, point to certain people and say, oh, I'd like to ask you about your signature, Bob Smith or Carol Walters or Danny McGee. You know why I can't point directly to any of you? Because your signatures are completely indecipherable, okay? I I cannot make out most people's handwritten signatures. Uh have you seen them? That they just some of them look like um those those uh, machines, the heart monitor machines in the emergency ward with the they go up and down. Look like a uh a chart of a of the Himalayans. I mean, some people have squiggles and circles, and some people just have, like, one, like, a little dash. Like, most of them, you cannot pick out one letter, one discernible letter in the whole squiggle. Like, let's say someone's name is Nancy Smith, and you'd be hard-pressed to find an A, a C, an S, a Y, a Ith. I mean, it's amazing. It is just amazing. I, 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 I can't figure out where we came up with this whole signature thing. When did people get so footloose and fancy-free with writing their signatures? I'm sure there was a time when, when, you know, it was done and it was very legible and easy to read, right? Back in the day, maybe when people still used uh, quill, quill and ink, feather and ink. Maybe in a time when things were a little more laid back, people's signatures were probably uh, way easier to read because people had time on their hands. They're like, oh, I just purchased a Model T Ford automobile. I better write my name very clearly. Charles D. Edinburgh, the fourth. Yes, I just bought a car, and there it is for everyone to read. Right? And he got in his car that went nine miles an hour and drove to his house out in the country, 20 miles away. But nowadays, everyone's in such a rush, and everyone's trying to be an individual, and people are just like, just squiggle. Looks like a worm crawled across the paper and left a trail of slime, and that's your signature. It's pretty weird, man. And doctors and... and, uh, professionals, their signatures. It's like it's amazing that we, we sign so many things with our signature, our, our our loans, our mortgages, our contracts, our paychecks, our checks. I mean, I, I, I seriously think you could you could dispute any legally binding contract or check you've ever written in a court of law. You could be called into court and say, uh, sir, this contract to uh, build a second story on this man's house, uh, Mr. Williams, uh, David Williams, uh, he signed this contract here. And then, you know, the judge holds up the contract and says, did you sign this contract, Mr. Williams? And you're like, no. Is this not your name right here, Mr. Williams? And you're like, no, can you see a W or an I or an L or an I or anything? 
Well, now that you mention it, it looks like a child grabbed a crayon and scribbled across a wall. Yeah, see, I, it's not my name. <laughs> I mean, my name's clearly Williams. I don't see any letters in that, uh, you know, whatever that is. I mean, what, what is that? You know, well, I don't know. What the, what the ladybug crawl through some grape juice and run in circles around that page? I, I've never seen that thing. But by the way, thanks for the second story on my house. All right, case dismissed. We can't prove a thing. It's hilarious. And some people, you know, they could have a name that's a long name, like Petoskovsky or something like that. And you look at their signature, and it just looks like two lines. Not an X, but, you know, just fancy squiggles. You're like, wait a minute. what? How did your long Polish name get reduced to, like, a rapper's name, like, TJ or JC or I don't know, man. Bizarre. Oh, well, enough about that. I'm going to sign off this bit. You know what I'm talking about here on the Holland Highway. Hey, this is Harlan Williams, and you're listening to the Harland Highway. And I want suction cups. Huh? What? Yeah, you heard me, people. I want suction cups. <laughs> Well, what the hell does that mean, Mr. Williams? I'll tell you what it means. I want little suction cups on the tips of my fingers and on the tips of my toesies. And if I decide I want to climb up a building and eat my sandwich at lunchtime, damn it, I'm going to climb up the side of a building and eat my grilled cheese sandwich. Well, I'm looking down on all you ants. Wouldn't that be great to have suction cups? Just walk over things, climb up things. I want suction cups. Wah! I want suction cups! Picture me walking up the side of your house in the morning. Peeking in your window. Morning, sunshine! (laughs) It's me, Harlem Williams. What are you doing at my house? Oh, just testing out the old suction cups. By the way, nice underpants. Yeah. Then I want to join the NFL, man. I'd never drop a catch. He's going back, 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 back. He's up in the air. Oh, what a grab. He pulled it in with one finger. Oh, my God. An NFL first. He caught the catch with one finger while he was jumping and super extended. Yeah, thanks, suction cups. Oh, man. You've heard people say life sucks, right? Well, here's what I say. Life suction cups. Yeah, for me. Because I'm going out to get some cosmetic surgery. I'm getting some suction cups. So stick on that, sucker. (laughs) Yeah. Suction cups, man. If I know me, I'd probably, uh, you know, get, get my own face stuck in my suction cup. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's cool that people, uh, you know, people have different, you know, body parts as we go into the future, you know, kind of like Inspector Gadget. I think it'd be fun if people started having like X-Men bodies, you know, you get like Wolverine fingers or you can turn into ice. People can walk right through you or. 
you know, maybe pleasant stuff. It doesn't always have to be, like, so horrific. Maybe you can turn into a lemonade stand, right? What's your name? I'm the Wolverine. Hi, I'm Lemonade Stand. Five cents? What do you mean? Well, don't you want a drink? Yeah. Five cents. I don't get it. You will. (laughs) You know, just weird creatures like uh, Toaster Oven Guy and Digital Clock Face. Oh, my God, we're going to miss our plane. What do we do? Have no fear, ma'am. Digital Clock Face is here. What? Look at my face. Oh, my God, it's 6.30. We got 20 minutes. That's right, ma'am. Well, we can stop at Arby's. Absolutely. Thank you, Digital Clock Face. You're welcome, ma'am. Would you like some lemonade? Who the hell's that? You don't want to know, ma'am. It's time to go. (laughs) Oh, God. Do I just amuse me or do I amuse you? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, You can let me know, though doesn't have to be a mystery. You can even pick a topic if you want. If you're sick of my BS, I'm more than happy to go down your street and see what you need to fulfill your life. I will tackle just about any topic you want. Um, So if you're finding uh, suction cups (laughs) and getting attacked by bees and your signature and uh, you ladies buying dinner for your men... Um, if you're you're tired of water ants, <laughs> then you just uh, you let me know. You send me an email at harlowilliams.com, okay? Or you phone me at 323-215-1486. I'm going to give it to you again, 323-215-1486. Give me one of your topics to play with. I don't mind. I like a good challenge. You know, you can uh, make it whatever you want, and um, and I'll see what I can come up with. <laughs> and if it strays a little weird, if it goes towards suction cup and water ant country, well, you know, you know my sense of humor. You know my personality, I hope, by now, if you've been listening to the Harland Highway. Um, so I'll put my own spin on your topic, but hey, at least it's your topic and you don't have to nod off because that's just disrespectful. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello, wake up. I said you don't have to nod off. Hello? Hello, talking to you, sleeping during the podcast. Hello? Hello? Okay, well, I look forward to your, uh, your input, shall we say. And let me give you that number one more time, just so you have it. 323-215-1486. Leave me a message. And if you don't want your voice to be heard on the show, you can always just shoot me an email at harlowilliams.com. Thanks for dropping in, everybody. Watch out for water ants and suction cups. And ladies, go buy your man a dinner. Or a lunch. Um, And I look forward to seeing you next time. Right here. On the craziest highway in the galaxy. The Harland Highway. I'm just floating around over the ground. Wondering where I will drip.